Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to make another episode on this National Emergency Act. I'm going to actually go through the act itself and something from Congressional Research Authority, and then I'm going to read Trump's National Declaration of Emergency on this corona shit and show you what a complete scam the whole thing is from top to bottom and uh, explain how the constitutional conservatives once again have snowed the people who follow them. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth. And the truth is constitutional conservatism is a complete scam. I was a constitutional conservative for years, and then I got the Internet 25 years ago and in fairly short order figured out it was a scam. <laughs> That's just the reality. People don't want to hear that. But when I figured it out, I became a self-certified master practitioner, and I recently gave myself another fake award as a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the great work I've done on this podcast. Because if they can have their own fake shit and call it constitutional conservatism, then I can have my own fake shit. And uh, it's just as important. <laughs> All right, enough fooling around. Let's get this show going. So I want to continue today talking about so-called national emergencies and the fact that there's no such thing as a national emergency in the Constitution. And neither the Congress has the power nor the president have the power to declare a so-called national emergency that's just totally made up. There's no such thing as that. It's just a gigantic power, and it's completely absurd to imagine that you can imply a power that great. And that issue is simply never discussed. And it's been almost three years, and I got sick and tired of waiting for these fucking con job guys called constitutional conservatives to tell people the truth. I told people in my very first show this whole idea of having an emergency is the equivalent of getting an injunction against everybody without having to actually get an injunction. And it's just crap. And the people would never give a group of jokers like government this power. And in fact, it's not in the Constitution. It's not a close call. It's just not a close call. How are you even going to decide what an emergency is? How are you going to get agreement about it? See, they don't bother defining what an emergency is in any of these so-called acts that empower people to declare them. <laughs> because you can never reach agreement about what an emergency is. And that's why you can't have them. That's why it's an injunction. It's the equivalent of an injunction because it's up to them to come forward and prove all these reasons, these so-called dangers that exist, that justify all these restrictions that they then impose on people. But they've never had to do that. And they're never going to have to do that because all of them work in cahoots together. All the branches, executive legislative and judicial, they all work together to grow the power of government. And so the idea that you're going to get a solution inside government is a fantasy. I've explained it to people many, many times. But what I want to do today is I want to actually go over what this so-called National Emergency Act is, because people all the time, I've been asking for three years, uh, where's the authority to grant a national emergency by anybody in federal government? Where is it? And you always get this, oh, there's a National Emergency Act. They act like I'm the fool. An act can't confer additional authority. It can't. The only place Congress can get authority to do anything is in the Constitution. And the Congress is not given authority to declare national emergencies. The president is not given authority to declare national emergencies. So the fact that they write a law, some statutory load of shit, and say that the president can do it, that doesn't mean that it actually has authority. 
And of course, the Supreme Court being the complete scammer it is, they're just rubber stamp growth of government power by fooling people, has of course ignored it, sidestepped it. And then another episode, the next episode, I'm going to look at that as well. But what I want to first do is, since I've already led up to that in multiple different ways, I want to pull up this National Emergency Act, which when I first pulled it up, I didn't think I had the right act in front of me because it was so stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm expecting to see stupidity when I pull up any kind of act. I'm expecting to see convoluted Ferengi horseshit that is circular nonsense. But I was not prepared for how stupid this was actually going to be. But this is the act. It's Chapter 34 in 50 USC. So if you want to look it up, you can. I may even link it. But I pull it up, and here's the headings of the act. Subchapter 1 is terminating existing declared emergencies. And so like I told people in the past, the real purpose of that whole committee on national emergencies that Frank Church ran, that I did that whole show about previously, was to make sure that that Congress couldn't be ignored and that it was a power struggle between these two branches that had nothing to do with protecting the people whatsoever. So the very first thing they did was to terminate these so-called national emergency that had been running and had been, in fact, running as national emergencies for decades and decades that nobody even knew about. Again, back to the same kind of thing that you're expected to follow every kind of law there is, but the government itself doesn't have to obey anything. They don't even have to know what's going on. So they terminated some of these currently running emergencies. That was the very first thing they did in subchapter one of this act. That's why I was so confused when I first looked it up. I was like, I don't understand. What, what is this about? What am I missing? I thought I was in some like second or third statute that was there covering it. But in fact, this is all it is. And then subchapter two is where the so-called meat on the bone is. It's called declarations of future national emergencies. So let's look at that one because the first one is silly. And the second one really is just two paragraphs long, okay? It's just two paragraphs long. So let's look at it. It says, with respect to acts of Congress authorizing the exercise during the period of a national emergency of any special or extraordinary power, the president is authorized to declare such national emergency. Hold it, what? Congress can't give the president special or extraordinary power. There's no such thing as that. Congress doesn't have that authority. See how it's built right into this. The most important essential feature of how is any of this authorized is simply ignored. Also notice that it says the president's authorized to declare such national emergency. Well, you can look through any of these other acts that supposedly give them the authority to do this or do that so-called declare a national emergency, they don't define what a national emergency is. See, they just leave it to the president. Well, that's not appropriate. It's not proper. How is this any limitation on anything? It's not a limitation on anything. You see? Let's continue reading it. Such proclamation shall immediately be transmitted to the Congress and published in the Federal Register. (laughs) See, this is all it's about. You just have to publish it in the Federal Register and let Congress know. And the reason they were upset is because Nixon had, without letting Congress know ahead of time, supposedly started war actions inside of Cambodia during the Vietnam War and hadn't told Congress ahead of time. That's it. That's why they got all pissed. 
<laughs> but look at what the thing's about. It's not about limiting the president. It's not about trying to get their arms around whether or not there's any authority. It's just that. And let's look at the next paragraph, because this is all there is to the entire uh, so-called declaration. Any provisions of law conferring powers and authorities to be exercised during a national emergency shall be effective and remain in effect, one, only when the president, in accordance with subsection A of this section, specifically declares a national emergency and only in accordance with this chapter. Okay, well, again, they're just skipping it all over. <laughs> Any provisions of law conferring powers and authorities to be exercised during a national emergency. There are no such powers and authorities to do. <laughs> See how they work together? See that? <laughs> All right, let's finish up this so-called section. No law enacted after September 14, 1976 shall supersede this subchapter unless it does so in specific terms, referring to this subchapter and declaring that the new law supersedes the provisions of this chapter. <laughs> See, so they don't want there to be a, some kind of mistake where somebody somehow is implying that some new law actually oversteps the other. See? They know all this Ferengi horse shit, all this legal mumbo-jumbo. Nobody can keep any of it straight, so they kind of want to try to protect themselves. But all of it's just utter nonsense. It's just all complete and utter nonsense. As though they could make some other law just to declare it. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about the declaration of a national emergency by the president. That's it. <laughs> Look how crazy that is. Do you see how absurd all this is? See how they actually just work together? It has absolutely nothing to do with protecting the people. And subchapter three, and there's only five chapters, subchapters in this entire statute, is called the exercise of emergency powers and authorities. Well, that sounds like pretty solid stuff. Certainly we'll get something in here that explains how they can possibly do any of this when the Constitution doesn't authorize it. So let's look at that. The title of this section is Declaration of National Emergency by Executive Order. Authority, publication, federal register, transmittal to Congress. First of all, there's no such thing as an executive order inside of the Constitution. So you've got multiple layers of utter nonsense in here. So everybody who wants to tell me about the so-called checks and balances in the Constitution, it's utter shit, people. It's complete and utter shit. The Congress is just ignoring the fact that they have no such authority. And then they're acting as though they can give it to the president. They can't give any authority to the president that the president doesn't get under the Constitution. There's no way around that. And it's just 100% ignored. So let's look at this provision. When the president declares a national emergency, no powers or authorities made available by statute for use in the event of an emergency shall be exercised unless and until the president specifies the provisions of law under which he proposes that he or other officers will act. Um, <laughs> what? So when the president declares a national emergency, which there's no such thing as a national emergency, no such constitutional thing exists, no powers or authorities made available by statute for use in the event of an emergency shall be exercised unless. They can't, by statute, make powers and any kind of authority available that doesn't exist in the Constitution. So again, 100% totally ignored. Let's finish up this so-called provision. 
such specification may be made either in the declaration of a national emergency or by one or more contemporaneous or subsequent executive orders published in the Federal Register and transmitted to Congress. (laughs) All this is, is a procedural load of crap, as I've told people again and again. They screw you with procedure. It's not so much substance. They don't even discuss substance. All this is about is making sure that the president has to publish some stupid shit in the Federal Register. That's it. That's all it is. It's not about limiting the president in any form or fashion. Nothing. <laughs> Let's look at the fourth section of this so-called law. Accountability and reporting requirements of president. Okay, well, what's in this, right? This has got some possibilities. Section A is maintenance of file and index of presidential orders, rules, and regulations during national emergency. <laughs> When the president declares a national emergency or Congress declares war, the president shall be responsible for maintaining a file and index of all significant orders of the president, including executive orders and proclamations. And each executive agency shall maintain a file and index of all rules and regulations issued during such emergency or war issued pursuant to such declarations. In other words, more procedural horseshit zero accountability. They call it accountability, but it's not because there's no basis for doing any of this. They just want everyone to maintain a proper file, an index of all these orders and proclamations during national emergency. It's just utterly made up, people. See, it's completely and totally made up. Not one thing in here has anything to do with things that actually matter. Where does the power come from? How is the power limited? Oh, apparently it's only limited by whatever the president decides to do under whatever Congress has said he can do. Well, Congress can't give him any powers they don't have. And there's no such thing as congressional powers to declare a national emergency or to authorize a president to do so. It's just completely made up. (laughs) And again, the rest of the thing is the same thing. Presidential orders, rules and regulations, transmittal to Congress is section B. All such significant orders of the president, including executive orders and such rules and regulations, shall be transmitted to Congress promptly under means to assure confidentiality where appropriate. Again, just utter crap. Nothing there. The last part of this is expenditures during national emergency. Okay, well, maybe they rein them in here. When the president declares a national emergency or Congress declares war, The president shall transmit to Congress within 90 days after the end of each six-month period after such declaration a report on the total expenditures incurred by the United States government during such six-month period, which are directly attributable to the exercise of powers and authorities conferred by such declaration. (laughs) Like I said, this is more nonsense. Directly attributable. How much room is there to argue about that? And again, it has nothing to do with limiting anything. All they want to do is make sure they have some kind of record that the president's on record, supposedly telling them how much indirect attributable expenses there were spent because of the declaration. You see this, people? All this is ignored by constitutional conservatives. See? Not one piece of it. Let's finish this last sentence in this supposed accountability reporting requirements. Not later than 90 days after the termination of each such emergency or war, the president shall transmit a final report on all such expenditures. In other words, you've got to have a final wrap-up of what it cost. 
And of course, no one's ever going to know what's in there. We're never going to be able to check any of that. It's all about supposedly directly attributable. All this stuff's made up, see? It has nothing whatsoever to do with anything protecting the people in any form or fashion, limiting what he can spend or anything else. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, the last section is completely and totally unimportant. It's just called other laws, powers, and authorities conferred thereby and actions taken thereunder. Congressional studies. All it's talking about here is that they're going to have these additional laws and powers that Congress is going to give them and that there's going to be some committees. Not one tiny bit of any of this has anything to do with limiting, protecting, describing where the power comes from. Nothing. See, nothing whatsoever. And, and we've been running now for decades and decades on certain kinds of so-called emergencies. There's literally, I think, close to 30 of them still running. And of course, this COVID nonsense was another great example, right? It was just another perfect example of what happens. So how is this possible? I don't understand. What do people think is going to happen when you have a system like this running? How are you going to limit anything when Congress has an entire committee devoted to it? They find these crazy stuff that he has all these powers to do and say and run the country in a million different ways. And what do they do? What do they do? They end a few of them. They leave 470 statutes on the books that give him all sorts of power. And they write this. And then they run around and act as though somehow this is the thing that we can point to to understand where the authority and the power comes from. It doesn't. The only other thing that's even in this thing is just a way that national emergencies can be terminated. Basically saying that the president can terminate them and or Congress can terminate them. That's it. That's the only other thing that's even in this so-called statute. Just so that Congress now knows that if they want to, and the president hasn't bothered to, they can terminate them. Well, guess what? They haven't ever done it, right? You've got dozens and dozens of them still running for decades, decades. So none of this stuff actually provides any kind of uh, protection whatsoever for the people. None. And the idea that somehow the government is there with checks and balances, and that somehow is a protection. Again, it's just a complete and total fantasy. See, it's just a fantasy, people. And the con-cons, almost three years, has anyone brought up the fact that the president has no authority to declare a national emergency and doesn't get all these different powers and they can't spend all this money as a result of it? No. Why? Why? Because they all work together. They want to make sure that the government is incredibly powerful. And in fact... I'm going to read a little bit of this congressional research description of what the National Emergency Act is and what it does. And they brought it up during the situation when Trump was trying to build a wall under it. And so the National uh, Congressional Research Agency is something that supposedly does these official sorts of investigations about the law. And I want to read a little bit of it because it's so obviously confirms exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is not some kind of kookery. It's not out there conspiracy theory. It's just something that's totally ignored by all the so-called constitutional conservatives, lawyers, and everything else out in the media. Here's what it says. Under the National Emergency Act, the Supreme Court has explained that the president's authority, quote, must stem either from an act of Congress or from the Constitution itself, close quote. Um, what? 
<laughs> the president's authority can only come from the Constitution. Congress might be able to describe what it is they want him to do, but it doesn't actually come from there. That's not possible. If Congress can just grant the president authority, then the Constitution means nothing. It's not a limited government. <laughs> Makes no sense. Congress could just make the president into a dictator under this so-called theory, right? Makes no sense. And this nonsense the Supreme Court has laid out, I'm going to go over one of these so-called big cases and show you how that whole system works together. Let's continue this so-called explanation. Because Article 2 of the Constitution contains no provision granting the executive general emergency powers, the president generally must rely upon authority conferred by Congress to act beyond his ordinary Article 2 authorities. <laughs> yes, I read that correctly. You hear this? It's not a matter of general emergency powers. There are no limited emergency powers. There are no emergency powers. So they couch it in this term of granting the executive general emergency powers. The Congress isn't granted any legislative emergency powers. There's nothing there. And then look what they say. The president must rely upon authority conferred by Congress to act beyond his ordinary Article II authorities. <laughs> Do you understand how insane this is? Do you understand how screwed you are? Do you understand how openly they tell you that they do not act in any way under the Constitution and the Constitutional Conservatives simply ignore? Listen to that sentence from the Congressional Research Authorities talking about something, that an act I just read you that doesn't have anything to do with it, that the president must rely upon authority conferred by Congress to act beyond his ordinary Article II authorities? That's a complete impossibility. That makes no sense whatsoever. It's just completely ignored. Now, let me read a little bit more of this because it's just, to me, it's so insane. However, Congress has traditionally supplied the president with robust powers to act in times of crisis. How? How? They, they don't have this authority to extend out their authority, his authority, anyone else's because of a so-called crisis. See, this is all completely ignored by every single side. All they do is want to argue about what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, whether they should be doing it. Not they have no authority. <laughs> times of crisis. There's no such thing as a times of crisis exception in the Constitution. You think the people who designed a so-called limited government were unaware of this kind of scam, that you could just call it a crisis or an emergency and then do stuff? Of course not. You know the way things work. So none of this exists. But this is the official line that's just provided by Congress, the president, and the court, which you'll see in the next show or so. By 1973, Congress had enacted over 470 statutes granting the president special authorities upon the declaration of a national emergency. <laughs> 470 times they had completely and totally violated the constitutional limitations that supposedly govern us. All my law and order, constitution this and that. <laughs> you hear this? So 470 times statutes granting the president special authorities upon the declaration of a national emergency, but had imposed no substantive or procedural 
limitations on either the president's discretion to declare an emergency or the duration of such emergencies. <laughs> you hear this? And I just read you the act. I just read you the act. So the idea of the National Emergency Act does not this. It doesn't. All it says is that they have to be able to track back to something that Congress told him he could do. It's just the most insane system that people believe in, that the constitutional concerns continue to convince people exists. It's a complete and total fantasy. <laughs> uh, I want to read a little bit about how they describe this so-called National Emergency Act. It says that the act also established procedures for future declarations of national emergencies requiring the president to specify which statutory emergency authorities he intends to evoke upon a declaration of a national emergency, in contrast with the pre-NEA regime under which the declaration of an emergency operated as an invocation of all the president's emergency authorities. (laughs) Wow, how great, huh? So now he has to tell us which made-up powers he plans to use, not just that he by declaring a national emergency, which doesn't exist, he gets all his made-up powers that have ever been granted. This is how they talk about it. They act like this is something real. I don't know if people can grasp how insane this is. See, I don't know if they can. I suspect they can't because the brainwashing is so, so deep, so, so deep about the Constitution and the and the fantasticness of the, the document and the founders and, and the Congress and the checks and the balances and the power of our vote and all this other shit. I just don't think most people are reachable, no matter how clearly I spell it out. I literally read the statute to you. Then I, I read what the congressional research authorities have said about it, and it's 100% confirmed. In fact, they make it sound even worse, honestly, when you, when you read that language. That language is insanity. See, that language is complete and utter insanity. Congress has traditionally supplied the president with robust powers to act in times of crisis. That, what? Congress had enacted over 400 statutes granting the president special authorities upon the declaration of a national emergency. What? How does that not make people's heads explode? Why? Because a lifetime of propaganda about the system. They have no idea what the system actually is. None. They live in a total fantasy world created by these constitutional conservatives who run around and pretend that somehow the government is what they say. (laughs) And it's not. It absolutely has nothing to do with it. And in fact, I think I am going to read what the so-called national emergency was that President Trump put in the records that screwed us all March 13th in 2020. Because I think it's very helpful for people to understand why it was I told people how all the litigation would proceed. I knew how it would all proceed. You would just have this official record, and that was it. It doesn't matter that the official record is utter horseshit. It doesn't make any difference. Once it's in there, that's it. It's all procedural, and it just gets used by the courts. And that's why I'm going to do that court case next time, just so people can see uh, the way the courts actually deal with this stuff. Because so much bullshit around the belief that the Supreme Court is there and it checks them and uh, holy law and interprets and all this stuff. It's just an utter fraud, people, from top to bottom. Just like the presidency and the Congress and the checks and balances, it's all a total fraud. 
So let's look at what this declaration of emergency actually was. 9994 is the so-called executive order, apparently, that was issued. And it was placed into the federal register. Woo! That should keep everything under control. (laughs) Here's all it says. In December 2019, a novel new coronavirus known as SARS-CoV-2, the virus, was first detected in Wuhan, Hubei Province, People's Republic of China, causing outbreaks of the coronavirus disease, COVID-19, that has now spread globally. (laughs) The Secretary of Health and Human Services declared a public health emergency on January 31st, 2020, under Section 319 of the Public Health Service Act in response to COVID-19. And see, so there's another example of what I've told people, which is that, yeah, it's a national emergency, the president declares, but you have all these other so-called emergencies that Congress has dreamed up, that these unelected jokers, like the Secretary of Health and Human Services, can declare. And, of course, then that's used as the pretense for declaring an actual national emergency under this. And so you have just layers and layers of made-up authority that, the government has. <laughs> and let's, uh, let's continue with this so-called national emergency that Trump gave us, that so many people think Trump is so great for us. I told people at the time, he's screwing us. You can't declare a national emergency on this shit. As soon as you do, all these additional powers kick in. That's how we got Operation War Speed. That's how we got the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to prop up the blue states and the fake medical system. That's how we got it all. Here's how it continues. I have taken sweeping action to control the spread of the virus in the United States, including by suspending entry of foreign nationals seeking entry who have been physically present within the prior 14 days in certain jurisdictions where COVID-19 outbreaks have occurred, including the People's Republic of China, the Islamic Republic of Iran, and the Shenzhen area of Europe. I don't know where that is. The federal government, along with state and local governments, has taken preventive and proactive measures to slow the spread of the virus and treat those affected, including by instituting federal quarantines for individuals evacuated from foreign nations, issuing a declaration pursuant to Section 319F-3 of the Public Health Service Act. (laughs) It's just so dumb! and releasing policies to accelerate the acquisition of personal protective equipment and streamline bringing new diagnostic capabilities to laboratories. On March 11, 2020, the World Health Organization announced that COVID-19 outbreak can be characterized as a pandemic as the rates of infection continue to rise in many locations around the world and across the United States. You see this? You see, this is the kind of horse shit that exists. They, they just spew this nonsense that was completely and total bullshit at the time. It was total bullshit at the time, but he puts it into the record. Now, procedurally, all these things start happening. We're in a national emergency, and he has these powers, and all this shit starts happening, and then all this money starts flowing, and the states get additional powers, and then they start declaring, and it's just a domino effect. It's all based in nothing. Let's continue this because there's only like really maybe one kind of paragraph left of this so-called order. (laughs) Let's look at it. The spread of COVID-19 within our nation's communities threatens to strain our nation's healthcare systems. As of March 12th, 2020, 1,645 people from 47 states have been infected with the virus that causes COVID-19. Did you hear that? That 
less than 2,000 people in a country of 330 million people have been infected with something, and already they're declaring a national emergency. Do you see how insane this is? Do you see how crazy this is? Do you see how that guy's not on our side? How can anybody who's on our side do such a thing? That is an outrageous thing. It's so insane, they have no problem putting it in there. This is the so-called justification. World Health Organization announcements, 1,645 people so-called infected with a completely fake test. (laughs) And that's sufficient to declare a national emergency and start spending trillions of dollars, starting to let the states lock everybody down. (laughs) This is crazy. There's no check or balance here. There's no authority to do any of this. Let's continue it. It is incumbent on hospitals and medical facilities throughout the country to assess their preparedness posture and be prepared to surge capacity and capability. Additional measures, however, are needed to successfully contain and combat the virus in the United States. See that? Just repeating horseshit from guys like Tony Fauci and the WHO. That's it. They put it in this record, and now that's it. And listen to how he justifies it, because this all has to be included in some kind of justification. It says, now, therefore, in all caps, just like when you request an order from a court, you submit a proposed order. It always says, like, now, therefore, court hereby finds and declares, and then you start listing out what it is you want the court to say. Okay? Here's what he says. I, Donald Trump, President of the United States, by the authority vested in me by the Constitution— And the laws of the United States. Really? Where in the Constitution? It's just a blanket statement. It's not true. See? So he says he's doing it by the authority vested in him by the Constitution. And the laws of the United States. Well, how? It has to come from the Constitution. Not just the laws of the United States. The laws of the United States have to have some kind of basis in the Constitution. There is none. So he says it's the authority vested in me by the constitutional laws of the United States, including sections 201 and 301 of the National Emergencies Act and consistent with section 1135 of the Social Security Act as amended do hereby find and proclaim the COVID-19 outbreak in the United States constitutes a national emergency beginning March 1, 2020. <laughs> See that? So he de- He cites the National Emergencies Act. He doesn't get any authority from there. It's made up. I just showed you. The Social Security Act? First of all, Social Security itself is laughably unconstitutional. So there's some other thing in there he claims that also gives him authority. And this is the kind of authority he's now supposedly told everybody to go forth and spread. The Secretary of HHS may exercise the authority under Section 1135 of the Social Security Act to temporarily waive or modify certain requirements of Medicare, Medicaid, State of Children's Health Insurance Programs, and Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act privacy rules throughout the duration of public health emergency. All that shit is totally and completely unconstitutional. Medicare, Medicaid, Children's Health Insurance Programs, Health Insurance Portability, Accountability, all this is made up. The dude's not on your side, man. (laughs) And then he just describes how the secretary of HHS has to make sure that he's keeping everybody informed. And it's just a very short paragraph. I'm not going to waste time on it. You see that? That's the way it happens. See, that's procedurally how all this stuff happens. They make the shit up. Then they act like they all have it. They all can do it. They ignore the fact that they don't have any of it. Constitutional conservatives don't bring any of it up. They tell you that Trump's on our side. They tell you it's an emergency. They use all this made-up language, and this is what happens. 
See, this is the way it actually happens. This is why I've told people again and again and again, it's about procedure. They screw everybody with procedure because the substance is just non-existent. They don't touch the substance. The analysis doesn't include the substance. I just showed you the Congressional Research Authority. They just ignore all the substance that matters and go into procedure. They just make statements like he did in that National Emergency Act, that the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws. Well, that's exactly the problem. There is no authority that's been vested in you to do any of this. But they just say it. And since everybody's on the same team, all government is there to do is just grow government. This is what happens. Now you see how it actually procedurally happens. Now you see what checks and balances actually mean. Now you see how it's all 100% a scam, people. See, from top to bottom, front to back, side to side, it's all a scam. And yet, has anybody in the constitutional conservative media out there running around making millions and millions of dollars told anybody about any of this? No, they haven't told you. They're never going to tell you because they're not on your side, people. They're not on your side. <laughs> so all this concern about whether or not it was a law or it was a mandate, mandates aren't laws, this is why I ignore all that stuff. It doesn't matter. There's no authority for the law. The law itself is shit. The, the people get to decide what the laws are. That's what jury nullification is all about. Again, 100% hidden from the people. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. You now know what the statute says. You know what the Congressional Research Authority says about the statute. And you see a perfect example of how that statute is used to completely and totally screw you. And yet, not one piece of any of that is ever discussed out in media and hasn't been for almost three years. It's all been one gigantic distraction, as I've told you again and again. And that's just the reality. That's the bottom line. It's not conspiracy kookery. The people who want to try to tell you something else, they don't know what they're talking about. They are either dupes or knaves. They're either being paid to lie to you or they're completely ignorant themselves and pretending to know. That's why I have no patience whatsoever for constitutional conservatives who try to come to my Twitter or someplace else and try to act like I'm the one who's confused and I don't know and I need to go read some fucking document from 250 years ago about what somebody said in some letter or something. Who cares? Who cares? See, they don't understand. They are fundamentally confused by these constitutional conservatives. They've been totally brainwashed. They have no idea what they're talking about. None! You know, the slightest idea what they're talking about. So... <laughs> All right, well, I am going to cover the case. I want to cover a case because I think it's always helpful to look at a case. As a lawyer, I can show people the way these cases actually uh, should be read and point out all the stuff that's just missing and covered up and completely wrong in the case. And I think people will be interested because I'm going to do the case that's supposedly the most famous one where they really shut down the president. woo boy. They really stepped in to protect us. And you'll see what a load of shit that whole thing is. And... You know, <laughs> people either want to accept the truth or they don't. The vast majority of people don't want to accept the truth. They want to continue to live in a fantasy bubble that's been created by the constitutional conservatives. And that's just the way it is. And, and the few people who really actually want truth and are willing to face the fact that they were fooled, um, we're just in a very small number. If I wanted to make millions and millions of dollars teaching people, I would teach them constitutional conservatism because it's a load of shit. But the the system loves those guys and makes them multimillionaires for lying to you, pushing a complete and total load of crap. And now you see it again and again. Every show I make, I prove it again and again and again. I've made hundreds and hundreds of shows proving it. People don't want to face it. So, so that's it. That's all I'm going to say about it today. Um, if you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. It used to be 
legal man at U.S. Law Review, but I had to give up that. Otherwise, I was going to get banned. And now that Musk's in there, I don't get suspended as much. I'm still careful, but I'm public again, and you can follow me, and I, I tell people the truth. We have a lot of fun. I like Twitter. But I like the people over there that are in my group. They're, they're fun. They're entertaining. They get it, and we can all laugh about the insanity together. I also want to thank the people who are in Patreon who support my show. I really appreciate them. They have a lot of integrity. They understand that, you know, the free market, it's not about getting shit that's free. It's about value. And they're so used to the fact that these shows that run out there, they have advertising and they make money. And so they don't have to so-called pay for it, but they do pay for it. Remember, if something's free like that, then you're the product. And that's why, you know, a ton of my shows are not public. Just don't make them public. I do it for the people who actually, you know, care to support my show. I make plenty of shows public to explain to people what's going on. If I got enough support, I'd make more of them public. I do all sorts of stuff, but it's not sour grapes for me. The people we have, they get it, they get it. I've explained it to people again and again. I really have. So thank you to those people in Patreon. I really do appreciate you. I enjoy you guys. And as far as the movie goes, The Jones Plantation, I play Mr. Jones. It was written by Larkin Rose. It's about a piece of crap slave owner who, that's me, Mr. Jones. And it's an allegory about going from chattel slavery to debt slavery. And wow, is it, it's going to really be good. It's going to be out around the holidays. I know Andrew's still working on the sound issues with some other guys who were really helping us out. And they're doing a great job. I really appreciate their work. I saw the rough cut and it was good. When it comes out, I hope people buy it. I hope they make it make money because it's a great medium to potentially reach a few other people with the story and the message and the reality is if we could reach enough people and we could teach them about jury nullification which i made 27 episodes on we could actually defeat the system that's going on and buy enough time but most people don't care about that either (laughs) so it's just a small band of people that are kind of stuck here kind of looking around each other going can you believe how insane this is (laughs) it is insane so and beyond that, I don't think there's anything else to say. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice Thunder Day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. I get to take your service on the way out. More quash. More quash.